You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Nope. Welcome, everybody, to the 9to5 Entertainment System. If you haven't done so already, what you probably should do is go to cultmontreal.com and vote for us for best podcast, best comic, best website in Montreal, because we are. This is a very special episode. What do we talk about? John! So many things. We talk about magnets. We talk about science. We talk about WrestleMania, comic book movies, and TV. Scott? Then we talk a bit about Kevin Smith. We talk about the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We talk hockey for a while. We talk the video game Bloodborne. And then we finish up on a short Mike Tyson conversation. Yeah, that guy is a bad man. Baddest man on the planet. 9 to 5, Entertainment System. Magnets. Racing your memory. Yeah. Yeah, they got always like, how do I drive for us? And they were like, well, you need to like reverse the polarity of your oh, cons- of your tower or something. <laughs> and you do this with a big magnet, <laughs> which will get your hard drive spinning in the other direction. <laughs> Some nonsense. But I mean, I, you never know. I feel know. like that's trolling. There's it's no, never no, 4chan. There's so nobody is ever going to freaking do that. This is old 4chan, though. This was really like a But like a, a kid? Like, he was like a 14 or 15 year old kid. I feel like the 14 or 15 year old would know better. It would be a grandpa who would. Yeah, exactly. Know, That's like, it. Like, I, I was always ter- Like, the first time I got a magnet near a screen, and I was like, oh, magnets do not go near electronics. Yeah. Like, I, I remember. It's sketchy when people put, like, fridge magnets on their towers. Like, who does that? that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. One of my coworkers was like, eh, it's a magnetic pad. I could just stick it right there on my desk. I'm like, you yeah, don't do that. Moron. Yeah. Anyway, the, the the one the, you know how I found that out. How did you? Find I remember it? it was my. I think it was with my brother. You were trying to Triforce. I was trying, <laughs> trying super hard to Triforce. Um, my brother had bought speakers to install in his car, mm-hmm. like big subwoofer speakers to put in the back of his car. Speakers. Was he a Chad? He wasn't a Chad. He was like an he audio. Was fast and furious. Yeah, so he was more fast and furious than a Chad. <laughs> no, well, the back window of his car it had this big Alpine sticker on it. Yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, there's a lot of stickers on my brother's car. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and he so he had bought like subwoofers or whatever that he was going to be installing in his car, and we had to put the like it just like happened, and just like put the box down with the speakers on the TV, and it was like, then like the fucking Amazing. rainbow pattern just like shoots down over the TV, and we're like, oh fuck, we just broke <laughs> the fucking TV. Thankfully, after a little while, it fixed itself. Fixed itself. Yeah. Because like immediately we like pulled it away. But still, then I was like, man, magnets do not go on TVs. Does that still happen on HD screens? We could test it. No. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the answer is it wouldn't have that big of an effect. I don't think LEDs are going to get affected by. Yeah, it's probably the, the the ray tube that got all wonky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. But I'm sure it doesn't do wonders for the electronics in a. Oh no! I've the TV. It. Let's get Earth magnets, you guys. And yeah, put rare them, put Earth them on magnets. either side. Put them everywhere. <laughs> uh, my boss at the office had uh, like a bunch of those little like mini spherical ones. You know, you can like order a pack of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was sure that they were going to screw up everything. And I rubbed them on a phone, and it had no effect whatsoever. Because I crazy shielded. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just because like all of the the like 
the, the hard drives are not magnetic, right? It's all solid state. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it messes with electronics that bad otherwise. Hmm. Hmm. All right, kids, you heard it here first. <laughs> put all the earth magnets you want in the same pocket as your phone. Nothing can go wrong. John Lechman approved. Just don't eat them because so, they'll fuck you up. Yeah. So we were talking about – We can have one. You have one. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, exactly. If you eat two, I've, then they I've start, to, then they start to play off each other, and then you're all. all, all. What if you eat two this. at the same time, real quick? You're probably okay because they'll be going down together That's as right. like as, as a, a unit. unit. Yeah, yeah, but if you're eating two magnets, there's probably already some other metal shit down. Okay, <laughs> guys. So one magnet or two right at the same time, but not more than that. <laughs> yeah, well, I told like, you about the kid that came like, into the hospital. Be safe about it, guys. With, with like it's it like wedged in his intestines. Well, you've been taking buckyballs and sticking them to his fillings. Like, ha ha! Look, they stick to my fillings. Ha, uh-huh. Oh. Look, guys, look, I'll show you this. He swallowed <laughs> a bunch of buckyballs, yeah. and they freaking perforated his intestines. He went septic and almost died. They had to cut out, like... Okay, hold on. When you say buckyballs, to me, that's Buckminster Fullerene, like a carbon-60 atom. No, no, no. no. Buckyballs are just, like, these magnets that are very, very strong. I don't know if they're and quite rounds, earth magnets, you, like, but... sculpt them. And... You can, like, huh. move them into shapes and stuff. Okay. There's, like, square ones and round ones. And, and now you fun. can't get them in Canada because of kids like this. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can get them in America even anymore. Do you... Well, that's, that's more because of the, the heresy. The miracle of magnets, right? <laughs> Apparently, you could. They're, they're like restricted to church functions. There's still ways to order them. You need to, but you need to like order them as like science tools or something. They're no longer like a toy. That I you promise can... to science with these toys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I promise to only do science with these. Yeah, toys. But like, yeah. my, you, you're a 13 year old kid, and yes, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, because of your moronness, you can't like ever have steak. Okay. Just like. A, Lost six feet of his intestine. But, okay, but like if that if it makes you feel any better, if this was like me like fifty years ago, you'd just be dead. If that makes you feel better. Yeah, but, yeah, but you wouldn't really ago. have those science tools back then. You just have like make your own. I feel like you still had magnets fifty radiation. years ago. I, I don't think magnets are a new invention. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they had I don't other... know a lot about magnets. Maybe, maybe made to order rare earth magnets over the internet. Like that's. I feel like a science new. class would probably have some pretty strong magnets that a kid could probably end up eating. I mean, they probably had more, like, uranium toys. Look how it makes your, your cars move. That kind of thing. They, they did have that well, for well, a long time. Well, my dad used to talk about how him and his buddies, when they were little kids, used to crack open thermometers all the yeah. time and, like, and just roll around the mercury with their hands. Like, yay, it's such a weird consistency. You're yeah. like, huh, just playing with mercury there. <laughs> How's that working out for you guys? I read somewhere that there's, like, some forms of mercury that you can get away with that. Like, you can drink it, and it'll because it's in liquid form, it goes straight through your body. And it's actually only vaporous mercury that gets into your system and fucks you up. I know it's been a while since we made a YouTube video, you guys, but uh, next week we're going to have a YouTube video of John John drinking mercury. mercury. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to see how it turns out. It's going to be great. Dr. John recommended. Uh, so really, this is the episode where we get kids interested in science. So are, are, are we just rambling about <laughs> dumb shit, or do we actually have serious things to talk about? What? I feel like define serious. I was like, I watched eating Re- magnets. I was like, I watched WrestleMania. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to talk about a video game, which was a pretty big deal. WrestleMania 31, uh-huh. which which if you if you if you're in the if you're in the wrestling circles, and we're not. Which which was Scott Scott reads about it pretty much all the time. I I watch all the pay per views. Yeah. I don't really watch anything. I just read reviews of all my television movies and, and I, I was using entertainment. Royal oh, okay. <laughs> Prince John. Prince Science Prince Man. John the Science Wizard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does not. Anyway, so it was, um, compared to the amount of hype that was going on into the th- last year's WrestleMania 30, there was not nearly as much, like, excitement built around this one. But overall, it was it turned out to be, like, really, really good. Uh-huh. Like, there were almost no 
crappy matches. There were, uh, like, the, some of the guys who you wanted to win won. Some of the guys who didn't, didn't. Uh, I know all the fans went home happy when John Cena won his match. <laughs> Although, Rusev. <laughs> so, Rusev, a, uh, the Russian guy, mm-hmm. has became the United States champion, like, a little little under a year ago. That's is, an, uh, that is... Is like that an a, innovative plot where they give a Russian guy the U.S. title? But, and there's friction there. But I guess he's the heel. Yes. yes. But but only he's only the heel if you're American. If you're not American, you're like all these American people are bullying this Russian guy. Like this Russian <laughs> guy's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. But like these Americans are like trying to like cheat and like bully him, like to get the title back. Like, right. Like people on Squared Circle on the on the uh, on the wrestling subreddit, like a lot yeah. of like foreign fans are like. Why Why are the Americans allowed to get away with, like, typically heel behavior? Because, like, there's, like, a template for what being a heel is. Like, right. like, che- like, you can just cheap shot a guy in the ring that's not in a match. That's acting like a bad guy. But if you're the American cheap shotting the Russian... Everybody cheers. Everyone's like, hooray! You're like, you don't get to just punch a guy. You're not in a match. Like, it's not how you behave. That's, that's actually assault. Uh-huh. It's, it's assault. Yeah, exactly. That is crime. <laughs> that, that's quite illegal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, so, I can't just walk up to, like, freaking George St. Pierre and just be like, hey, Pop. No, like, I think you could, and then, then he, would he would get in trouble he, immediately after. Yeah, I mean, like, we'd get a match for that. Exactly, a, but I feel match. like you wouldn't get in trouble. He'd probably get in trouble when he, like, broke your arm or something. Like, even just being like, back off, man, and, like, that, like, hand gesture that he says, back off, man, would just break your arm. Like, you wouldn't even be trying to. I don't know. He's retired now. That's true. Maybe he got all soft. Maybe he got doughy. Did he get just Scott like soft? Because <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I eat nothing but chips for the past year. <laughs> All I'm saying is, me, Doey George St. Pierre, a couple of pairs of spandex shorts. Yeah. That's a pay-per-view. We haven't had a YouTube video in a while, guys, <laughs> but tune in two weeks from now, or Scott will fight Doey St. Pierre, or possibly John dressed up as Doey St. Pierre. One or the other. Happening. Exactly. Because I was like, John's like in the best shape of his life, but I feel like that's jo- Doey St. Pierre shape. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. I'm going to get a Tap Out t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tap Out, official merchandise sponsor of WWE now. Just what? What, <laughs> what is Tap Out? Tap Out is like actual like workout fight MMA gear. Okay. And now they're like... Also douchebag t-shirts. Yes. They make a lot of douchebag t-shirts. Example? Uh, well, you ever seen a douchebag wearing a t-shirt? Like, it was made by Tap Out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's, I think that like Under Armour kind of like... Replace them as legit workout gear, and tap out is just for douchebags now. Uh, uh, I think that actually happened. Just picture a guy in a black T-shirt with like a bunch of like tribal patterns in white on it, uh-huh. and then like a big thing on the front that says "tap out" and maybe a skull. Okay. Uh, maybe tap a- out the company, the, the company that makes fight gear, named after giving up. This <laughs> 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 is what it's called. Right. Anyhow. So yeah, so John Cena bring legitimacy to that name. <laughs> exactly. John Cena beat Rusev. Rusev though came out to the like Russian national anthem with Russian people like army dudes with in full with, dress regalia. With in full dress regalia that shot cannons. He showed up in like a fucking tank, like a legit tank with the Russian flag like burp, like tank driving in. That's pretty badass. And then comes it was, in. It was pretty badass. It's yes. super badass, and it's like Rusev Crush and like big letters on the giant jumbotron and stuff. And uh, Cena beat him. Of course, John Cena beat him. John Cena is America. John Cena cut the best promo of his life on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know if you saw it. I did not. It's so good. Like I, I can't even do it justice. But just Google John Cena Jimmy Kimmel promo. But like it's 
because it's Jimmy Kimmel, it's like comedic. He's like, I'm the most American champion that like ever could be. I'm gonna go into McDonald or I'm gonna go into Walmart, buy a shotgun, a 16 pound ham, and cheap <laughs> American fireworks that I will light, or cheap Chinese fireworks that I will light off at will while humming the national anthem <laughs> whenever I please. <laughs> Just like, it's like I was like. If you were allowed to cut these promos in the ring, people would be way into you. Like, if you were just, like, hilarious <laughs> American. American John Cena. Yeah, exactly. But, like, like joking American John Cena. Right. And it's like buying a shotgun, a 16-pound ham, and cheap Chinese fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, nothing more American than that. Um, yeah, the big, big deal was Brock Lesnar re-signed with WWE a week before WrestleMania. Because there was a – his contract was coming up in, like, a month. And mm. people were kind of saying, oh, he'll drop to Roman Reigns. We talked about this at the Royal Rumble okay. a couple of weeks ago. How, like, Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble was, like, the character in the book that nobody cares about suddenly getting right. to fight oh, against getting the big Jamie push. Lannister or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're like, why the fuck is this happening? Right. So they worked their way around that. He had a big fight with Brock Lesnar. Um, then Money in the Bank winner Seth Rollins. Money in the Bank means you can cash in a contract anytime. Right. Cashed in right at the end of the match. The match was fucking insane like in terms of just like two dudes being like physical as hell in as close to a real fight as you could get like they were like brock lesnar is notoriously stiff and roman reigns is also pretty fucking stiff so a lot of it looked super shitty like Uh just like fucking suplexes and guys like landing on their heads and just like thrown to the outside and just non-stop Landing like, super fucking hard. Like, exactly. Just, like, bodies just getting, like, thrown around, like, <laughs> without hesitation. You're like, ugh. Like, as much as this is staged, you just fucking threw a guy at a thing. Anyhow, then Seth Rollins cashes in and man- and pins Roman Reigns, so Brock Lesnar never actually lost, so they keep him as the big beast guy. And- right. And the best part, John, is that the um, the Bayou Wizard had a fight with the Undead Wizard. The two wizards finally had a fight. Did they wizard at each other? Like, Almost. shoot spells and they, shit? They have been wizarding at each other for weeks. Like, uh, Undertaker shot lightning at the wizard's animated ghost chair, and uh-huh. the ghost chair exploded. Well, that's pretty cool. That like chair that. is, like, a big thing. Did he get another one, or is No, because then he was like, ha-ha, Undertaker, I fucking tricked you. I'm not bound to a single item the way you are to the urn. Like, my power is infinite. So it's like, that wasn't his phylactery. Right. Like... <laughs> Not an important item for his undead wizard powers. Huh. But so, wait, the Undertaker's totally not bound to the powers of the urn. We've seen that. But he wants it back all the again. time. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's his fucking urn. Yeah, but I'm just I mean, saying. Dude, if I stole your urn, you'd be like, hey. <laughs> hey, can give I, it back. Can I have that back? No, but Undertaker's like a little obsessive about getting the urn back. Like, be real. He like freaks out when someone takes Didn't, it. Didn't, I swear to God, someone turned it into a gold chain at one point. Did like someone had melted win? it down. Huh? Is this back to like Undertaker winning? All Undertaker these? won. Undertaker, Undertaker, Undertaker beat the Bayou Wizard. Huh. Oh yeah, the Bayou. Oh yeah, other wizarding powers that were shown is that when Bray Wyatt came out, there were all these scarecrows that were like set up, and like one by one, when he walked by them or touched them, they animated. So then he had an army of scarecrows that like escorted him to the. Did they help him fight? No. Scarecrows, man. What you're gonna like fight? Your, send Wait, your army of scarecrows after the lich? That's if, stupid. If they're magic scarecrows, I don't know. What? Are there even? Are there? Is there a need for scarecrows in Louisiana? Probably, man. I feel. Yeah, like I don't feel like there's a whole lot of scarecrows. Crocs. I don't know. Like, is it, maybe like, what are you going to scare out of the bayou? Just like, hey, crows, don't come to my swamp. <laughs> Whatever, man. He was in California. <laughs> this is in Louisiana last year. 
then that would have made sense. <laughs> this is California. You need scarecrows in California. If I remember correctly, so th- there are animated scarecrows in the Ravenloft Monsters Manual from Second Edition, and they were pretty badass. So maybe yeah, but just they live in evil cornfields, not in the swamp. They don't have to. They live wherever they get summoned. Yeah, exactly. He was in Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. Yeah. All right. So my <laughs> my favorite part about WrestleMania, which again I did not watch, but I watched a lot of the highlights. Uh-huh. Read about was, it and read about. I watched some of the intros on the intro videos were there. Um, the Terminator introduced Triple H, uh-huh. not 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 Schwarzenegger. Okay, the actual Terminator with the well, robot eyes. Before that even happened, like the T T one thousands are like the skeleton looking ones. No, right? yeah, it's T eight hundreds. Those are T eight hundreds. The T one thousands are the liquid metal. Right. So like T eight hundreds, T eight hundreds come up out of the ground, like with like the glowing eyes and whatever, and then there's like dun 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 dun, and then. Then no, then there's this the scan from the jumbotron. Oh, the scan from the, the jumbotron, the, where it's the like opponents. cycling through the opponents and who are available, and they're like extremely hostile environment, like do 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 do. And then the Terminator is on the screen <laughs> with a gl- terrible glowing red eye effect, and it's the Terminator. That sounds corny as fuck. It okay, really what's was. the point? It was quite terrible. <laughs> uh, Cross brand promotion. So yeah, Genesis is coming out in like mm-hmm. a week. The new Terminator movie's coming out. Wait, I thought they already did Terminator Genesis. No, they did Terminator Salvation. Salvation. Oh, you're right. This is Genesis, and the John Schwarzenegger's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because now Schwarzenegger as the Terminator is part of WWE canon, the Terminator exists in this yeah. world enough to introduce a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um. WCW it, years it, ago it, actually it, had a it match. Get, it, get, it gets better, though, because this wrestler, Triple H, yeah. the one who he's introducing, is fighting Sting, Sting from WCW, okay. who once had an actual match where his tag team partner was RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Which means RoboCop is canon. Which yes. means RoboCop is wrestling canon. Because so WWE could... bought WCW, so right. they inherited the canon. So we could technically have a match, which I believe is coming. RoboCop versus the Terminator? Where RoboCop... And Sting have the revenge match against Triple H, who's going to bring out his buddy, the Terminator, the Terminator yes. to tag with him. Huh. Could happen. Yeah, no, the Terminator. Should happen. The Terminator entrance was not that cool. It, like, was, it would have been amazing at night. It, w- it would have. A bunch of them would have been so much better <laughs> at night. Holy shit. There was, like. The fact the, that it happened in open air around lunchtime. Oh, was kind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a big. They often do them in big football stadiums, but they're usually football stadiums on the East Coast, so at least it's dark. Right. This is football stadium on the West Coast, so for like pay-per-view reasons, the, the first match was like Two three in the, in the afternoon. afternoon or whatever. That so sucks. like the last match was like seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm. Yeah, no, and so the best whole shit we talked about this last podcast. The mm-hmm. wrestling isn't wrestling. The the story of Triple H. That thing was so fucking cool. Super uh, good. Did you, you watch that thing? No. Oh, man. Then you guys they, should all watch they that. Not if you're listening to this, put us on pause. Go watch that. Because yeah. it was really cool. With Max Landis. We, yeah, so we talked about this. Ad nauseum. So that match, the Triple H versus Sting, is like a, basically a reenactment of wrestling isn't wrestling. And the fact that it also replays like a big chunk of the Monday Night War with like Triple H as a symbol of the WWE and Sting as a symbol for WCW. Because he's in the match... Triple H is losing the match. Then his buddies come out, DX, which is like Sean Waltman, uh, Badass Billy Gunn, and Road Dog. Dog. So they come out to help him, beat up Sting or whatever. Then the NWO comes out to help Sting. So now, like, oh, shit, Triple H is out of the water again. And then Shawn Michaels shows up and super kicks Sting to help out Triple H. So it's just like Triple H can't do it on his own. And then he manages to get the win. And then later in the night, 
Trump, Triple H is like, yeah, I took care of business. And then The Rock shows up and he's like, no, you didn't. You don't own me. So I was like, Triple H never gets to win. Just <laughs> like in wrestling isn't wrestling. <laughs> no matter how much he cheats and whatever. Anyway, it was hilarious. Also, the greatest moment of like kayfabe stupidity. So NWO is walking down the ramp because like DX ran down the ramp. But NWO is made up of Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. So they're not running anywhere. <laughs> they're just walking slowly down the ramp. And DX squares up for the NWO-DX clash. And in like the stupidest thing, I mean it makes sense in any sort of real world. But in the world of kayfabe power levels... Sean Waltman takes a swing at Hogan. <laughs> and we're just like, come on, Xbox. And Hogan just catches it and punches him and he just goes flying. And I was like, that's like literally the wrestling equivalent of like me punching Superman. Right. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to get you, Superman. No, why did I do this? I was like, of all of them, the one to attack Hogan was Sean Waltman. I was like, not great. Not a great move. And also, you're in NWO, Xbox. It's, it's, it's similar to, like, Jimmy Olsen taking a swing at Batman. Right. It's yeah. like, that, that was a bad idea, Jimmy. Well, did you see that? Uh, this is a complete change gears. Comic book picture. I had seen it before, but I saw it somewhere on Imgur the other day, where it's, like, the Flash and Superman, like, crouch down at the blocks for, like, a foot race, and Batman's just next to them, and Flash and Superman are looking at Batman like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh, I guess he does have a place at this race like if he, if he especially since all of the races they always end up fucking going off on some other distraction <laughs> we're gonna race around the world and we're gonna see who's finally oh my god there's a evil villain over there who's causing a tidal wave quick let's run over it and just see batman just jogging slowly <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make it <laughs> i'm gonna show those guys they're gonna save the world and i'm gonna win this race oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, batman this race is really important to you but yeah, I figured the Batman could... My parents are dead! <laughs> Darkness! <laughs> Lego movie. The best. Yep. Dead parents! No feelings! <laughs> Emotions! <laughs> Batman. Batman. Anyway, so, so yeah, WrestleMania 31 was uh, was pretty good. It was good times. A lot of fun. Wizards fought. So speaking of comic book heroes, uh-huh. uh, my god, have you guys seen the trailers for the new Daredevil series? God, the it TV looks so good. The Netflix, Does, oh yeah, exclusive. I for the first time saw. I went to go see. Uh, I guess we'll talk about what I went to go see like in a minute. <laughs> Before I went to go see the Kingsman, but uh-huh. on the topic of trailers, I actually got to. I never bothered to watch the new Fantastic Four trailer. Uh, trailer. Oh. Is it fucking awful? It looks better than other Fantastic Four That's movies. Really not saying, but exactly, literally anything. I like, yeah. And I was like, when, like, I possibly would have been excited for the Fantastic Four movie if I had not seen all of the really good superhero movies that have come out in like the last like five or six years. I would have been like, yeah. oh, this looks okay. Because that used to be the bar for superhero movies, right? It was like... Blade. Okay. Is this, this around the level of Blade? This looks okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was all I was no, hoping No, Blade, Blade was a cut above. No, Blade, Blade was it. Blade was yeah. like, is this going to be okay? Yeah. Okay, that's okay. That's an okay comic book adaptation. Yeah, yeah. you got some things wrong, you got some things it's right. Not, I had a it's, good 19, time. it's not the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren or Captain America with the rubber ears. It's like, okay, it's, yeah. it was an okay action movie. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't, it looks. It looks okay. like Blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, what are you doing? And I guess this is their kind of last hurrah. This is the reason Marvel canceled <laughs> the comic book. Yeah, because it doesn't look cool. Is it Fox rebooting it? Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Fox hanging on to the IP. And then they're going to just tank it, and then presumably Marvel's going to rebuy it at, like, dirt prices in a few years. A la Daredevil. A la Daredevil, when it's worthless. When when Fox has made their thing worthless. 
and then it'll just be the X-Men, right? Because they have the agreement with Sony for Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So Spider-Man well, can... they have an agreement. I feel like... They have an, an agreement. Yeah. But, okay, but the thing is, the Spider-Man is, so, is such a strong brand that the movies can be shit and still print money. So, like, Marvel, they're never going to devalue Spider-Man. Well, there, there's a point that they can expunge all goodwill that the fans have for the character. I believe that they could fuck it up. I don't, I don't know. They tried really hard with that last movie. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, like, there's still, like, the cartoons and stuff that is, like, just chilling. Like, Spider-Man... But, like, but like Sony's, Sony's brilliant, too. They don't even have to do any work and they're making money with Spider-Man now. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah. Oh, you mean Marvel Studios is going to produce the film and Disney is going to distribute it and they're gonna we're going to get a huge cut for that? Like, okay. all right. Not even, not even the license. They're going to pay us for the use of the character that we own the license to. Like, yeah. It's just... Yeah, makes total sense. But I don't think they'll, they would, they'll never let it lap. Spider-Man's too... Too valuable. Like you can make shitty fucking Spider Man movie after shitty fucking Spider Man movie and like yeah, just like just Twilight. Twilight it, was not a it. good film series. Yeah, but there's an audience for what you consider not good. And there'll it, always it, be an audience for Spider Man and its kids. If you little shit kids, on it for twenty years, nobody will give a shit little anymore. Little kids will always go see Spider Man. Okay. I feel like I feel like I'm just uh, saying no matter how hard Timothy Dalton or Pierce Brosnan tried, they're still making James Bond movies. Transformers. There has not been a good one. Okay, and they all make hundreds of millions of dollars. That's that's a complicated oh, thing about the international markets. I like, dude. You, like, and I think Spider Man is that. There is a forever involved in here. You could take a hundred years of putting out shitty products, and people will stop giving a shit. I saw in Vice magazine a Filipino prisoner with Spider Man with his leg spread and his vagina showing. It's a Filipino prisoner who has a giant Spider Man tattoo with his leg spread and Spider Man. You said his vagina. Correct. Filipino tattoos, Filipino prison tattoos do not make a ton of sense. Uh-huh. Either way, that's Spider-Man. That guy has that on him forever. Talk about forever, that guy. A hundred years, Keith. <laughs> they could fuck it up. Anyway, whatever. Suffice oh, it to say. Yeah. Fantastic Four does not look great. No. But apparently Daredevil does. Daredevil looks looks great, man. The trailer looks pimp and dark. And uh, the producers are saying there's never been a television series that has been more... It has a higher budget per episode for stunt work. Huh. And that's like including stuff like Alias. This is like a, a Netflix original, right? It's a Netflix original. Yeah. One, the first of four Marvel series that is coming out straight to Netflix. Yeah. Which again, a little weird, I think. Like, why? Because they own a TV station, like a big network television station, Marvel, Disney, ABC, right? Like, yeah, but Netflix is the future. Everything is going to be online like this. They're putting yeah, it in. You, at the... you'd think Disney might just want to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this really cool television show. Should we put it on our t- television station? Nah. Yeah, because <clears throat> I can kind of see that, though. No, it's cool. I'm, I'm well, fine it's, with it's it. Cool, it's cool, but they're, they're, like, they're, gonna, they're, they're tapping a different market, right? Like the superhero films, TV shows – are not all doing amazing, like except for Constantine, they're all doing pretty solid. Yeah, Flash is getting great ratings. Arrows isn't Flash already canceled? Also, no, Constantine is canceled. Constantine is canceled. Flash, Flash is getting better ratings than Arrow is, and it's a spinoff from Arrow. Yeah, Shield, Shield is doing okay. Shield Bond, is doing actually. Yeah? Or the end of the second season is is like down, down, down. Yeah, well, yeah. I just yeah, saw yeah. a I mean, ratings it, thing for it. There's some weird stuff in the second season. I'm not. I dropped it after six episodes. It didn't, yeah. didn't grab me. It's God, but okay. they also took a huge break in the middle, right? They did the well, eight they weeks did the of Agent Carter. Carter. Agent Carter apparently was a disaster, too. Really? Yeah, like, well, ratings disaster. I don't know if how yeah. good it was, but... It was okay, but I can see why people wouldn't like it, because it's a female lead where she's not kicking ass. She's just kind of a, Being a spy. an intellectual spy. 
and everyone's kind of a jerk to her about it because she's a woman in, in the forties. And you're just like, well, that's not super interesting to watch eight, watch eight episodes of people being a jerk to this huh. capable yeah. agent. Um, so it's like, it's cool. like, like, who is the market for that? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, really you're like, sort of like you put a female lead, so you're like alienating like chauvinists or whatever. And then you're just sort of like, then you have people shit all over your female lead. So if you're like, I want a strong female lead, you're like, I guess she's a strong female lead, but like, she's I'm never sick get- and tired of watching these people shit on her. But exactly, but, but like, I know she's never gonna get a leg up because it's the '40s, and she's never gonna get a leg up because it's the '40s. It's a weird and fucking premise for a then, show. Like spoilers at the, at the end of the show, someone else takes all the credit for her work. Just like oh, is Tony Stark's dad. No, no, he That's knows that she's a hero, but like one of her coworkers is just like, yeah, well, no woman could have done this. Well, I like, did it. A congressman comes in and is like, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for doing the work, and she's like, oh, that's a weird way to. Forties, <laughs> but I mean, as far as Daredevil goes, it looks cool. It looks really entertaining. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin. Yeah. Is terrifying that. for a specific reason. I'm watching him and he's talking, and you kind of like, oh yeah, there is a. You're right. The city was going to hell in a handbasket. It did take someone. Wait a minute. You were a goddamn vicious gangster. Yeah. Well, it's like you're little... just kind of like buying into his, like that I had to do what I had to do to get by in the city, and you know when I'm in charge, things are different. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Wait, a, American. Dream. <laughs> wait a minute. No, you're still a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not following the American dream. <laughs> you're a bad, bad person. Yeah. Well, not not quite the same thing, but it's like I'm still – I'm a little – I think I'm a couple episodes behind on Gotham, but I'm pretty, pretty into Gotham. And just, just the the ability to make the Penguin cool, which is something that the Penguin has not been on screen a lot of times. Like, Penguin doesn't get to be cool that often. But you're you're like, telling oh, me Danny to be cool? Yes. <laughs> he eats a raw fish. <laughs> or crawls naked out of a sofa. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> and always sunny and crawled naked out of his open. God, that scene was so but it, <laughs> it's sweaty. <laughs> but it's just like in the Batman comics, like organized crime in Gotham is essentially run by the Penguin. And you're like, you can't be a complete stooge to like have taken over the mob in the era of supervillains. Yeah. Like, yes, he's fucking slimy and like shitty and cowardly. He doesn't have superpowers, right? He's no, just no. a weird guy but in a like, suit. Very few Batman villains have superpowers. Huh. Like Killer Croc and Clayface, Bane-ish. Ish. Yeah, exactly. Isn't the Vulture like half Vulture? Yeah, but he's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Other than that, like, Counterman has no superpowers. Joker has no superpowers. Catwoman, Riddler, Two Face, nope. Catwoman, Two Face. Like, none of them have superpowers. His superpower is he's badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> he's a badly burned crazy person without his full mental faculties. Right. That is his superpower. <laughs> Zaz, Maxi Zeus. Like, none of them have no, superpowers. Hugo Strange, no. Yeah, exactly. None, none. What about Zyra? Um, Satana? No, the... Um, uh, the magician lady? No, the chick who uh, makes plants. Po- oh, poison Ivy. Ivy. Poison Ivy. She, she kind of gets superpowers. talks to yeah. plants or something. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's a horticulturist. She's yeah. like a superpower. She floods the air with THC. Yeah, but fuck you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith knew his fucking Mallrats 2. And Clerks 3. And yep. shooting Clerks. Yes. Did you see the trailer for Shooting Clerks? I did. They're making a, a movie. Biopic. A biopic about Kevin Smith filming Clerks. Clerks. Yeah. So it's Clerks a movie. It's Clerks not three? Clerks. Okay. It's not, it's not by Kevin Smith. It's about Kevin Smith. Okay. 
there's there's a story there. I but guess. that means that someone's gonna be J Muse who's not J Muse, which is someone who's gonna be all of them. Like, yeah, I can't imagine the guys who played Dante and Randall are doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just they're doing Clerks three to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, you can see them like auditioning for the role <laughs> to play themselves, and the and the directors being like, "I think we want to go in a different direction." God damn it! God damn it! This is my one chance. Jeff Anderson and. Brian O'Halloran. Brian O'Halloran, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm super not excited about either of those films. Like, I'm going to go see them for, for sure, for sure. But my, <laughs> my, my, like, my, like, ability to be excited about them was pretty burned out in the, by, by Clerks 2 and by... I liked Clerks 2. It was, like, okay. I did not like Clerks 2, except, except for having a chance to revisit Randall. Yeah, Randall. I was like, Randall say, Clerks... Oh, here's, here's Lord of the Rings. Walks forward. Here's Lord of the Rings 2. Walks forward. Here's Lord <laughs> of the Rings 3. Walks forward. Takes off a ring. Throws it forward. <laughs> Series over. It's three movies of people walking. <laughs> yes, Randall's amazing, and will be amazing again. Okay, but you had yeah, one, one memorable moment. Or oh no, there's enough. all the stuff that I can't say on the website because he doesn't. He just doesn't get enough screen matter. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about Dante, but they were always about Dante. Yeah, but Randall's the reason to, that Clerks is a watchable movie. <laughs> I guess so. Can you imagine Dante Clerks without Randall? He whines an awful lot in Clerks. Keith, I'm going to make you an edit of Clerks, where every single one of Randall's lines is gone. Yes, and it's not going to be... It's going to be a bad movie. The only part that'll be funny will be 37 Dicks. Like, that's that's going to be it. <laughs> the shining light in the day of depression. Randall doesn't whine that much. Randall's whole bit is to try yeah, to Dante, Dante. Dante. Oh yeah, Dante he spends the whole movie whining. Not even supposed yeah. to be here. Is yeah, it? exactly. Dante's a big whiner, and right. that's why him and Randall get into a fight at the end of it because fucking Randall's like, "You're a fucking." I think that bitch. would yeah, be I'm really even... sweet in the Dante edit when he's just rolling around on the ground by himself, and, and <laughs> Randall's edited it out, and then just a baguette hits him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh... That just didn't mind. He has a complete breakdown of trash in the store. Well, you know how it's supposed to end, right? Yeah, yeah. A guy comes in and caps him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but are, okay. So Keith, are you telling me you're honestly super pumped for these? I'm not super pumped, but I mean, like, okay, like Mallrats. I'm like, more excited for Mallrats two than I am for Clerks three. Like, because I was like, because yeah. I find that like it, it'd be hard to sort of like fuck up Mallrats because there's not any kind of like really serious or goodness about Mallrats. Like Clerks was good and had like. A whiny bitch who had to like grow up or whatever, but like Mallrats is silliness originally. Yep. So it's also like cheap, cheap humor. Yeah. There's like the easiest jokes. The fucking exactly. gags like, are I, so. I simple. feel like nailing Mallrats. Again. Yeah, but if if he just makes the same movie again, it's and nobody's gonna dig it because we don't have the nostalgia value for it. It's just gonna be like cheap, shitty humor. And if he makes something totally different, everybody's gonna be like, oh, "This isn't the same thing." He has every chance to fuck up. But aren't you these. kind of like interested to see like what kind of a terrible mess these guys ended up in uh absolutely like like i love mall rats possibly even more than clerks i saw it first and i was like way into that movie yeah i remember but like, mall I rats. Saw it in theaters mall rats blew my mind I was it was there for like seven hours <laughs> <laughs> i got so, i got so. it from the radio at college they gave me a pass to see the premiere and that was that was it i was like that movie was great guys you should see it and no one could <laughs> <laughs> i remember i remember the ads for mall rats in comic books and i was like what a movie that's... Who are those people? Yeah, exactly. There's two dudes hanging out at a mall. And Stan Lee. He's <laughs> like, Stan Lee's in it. What yeah. is this film? Yeah. Why has he never done a movie where it's just fucking... Stan Lee? No, Randall and, and Brody hanging out. They're cousins. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> that I would watch. Two of my favorite characters in those movies just like... 
going off. Randall Graves and Brody Bruce are cousins. Yeah. In continuity. Yeah. So yeah, they could. Why don't yeah, they should much. do it? They should. What they should do it is a prequel, and it's like them at like in high school. Like yeah, like fifteen years old in high school. <laughs> that I'd watch. Called like what would you call it? Like lockers. Lockers. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> With a Z. The smoking blocks. If your school had smoking blocks, big concrete blocks that you smoked at, that was what it's for. Just a Star Wars geek and a comic book geek. Sure. With really clever lines. I, I could get behind that. Let's make it. It could totally be like in the style of a John Hughes film. Hey, 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 hey. Huh. Exactly. Did you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Anyone? Nope, Anyone? nope. Anyone? It's fucking very funny. What is it? The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's a Netflix original comedy series, which, yeah, I watched the trailer and I was no, like... No, it's not a Netflix original comedy series. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's a Netflix exclusive, but it started off somewhere else and was rescued by Netflix. Huh. Did it? I'm pretty, pretty sure. I think it piloted somewhere else. I don't think it ever got anywhere. No. I, I, we can oh, look this look. up. It's some form <laughs> of technology, but I'm I'm reasonably certain, I'd say 70% sure, that, that it was a series that... We're getting away from the important part. What is this thing? Okay, so the the story of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is um, she was the. Are you looking it up? Well, yeah, I, well, I you're, talk, you're like, talking. Talking, I got talking and searching. You, at the you same do the time. thing. And uh, Scott looks it up. Yeah. Apart from apart from that input of it being possibly a, a television series before Netflix. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I have so. nothing else to contribute, <laughs> so I'm going to be here quietly looking at it. Yes, exactly. So uh, these four women were like locked in a bunk, a doomsday bunker by like, a charismatic cult leader, but okay. then it was just like wrong about doomsday obviously yep. and they just like kept them locked there for like an additional seven years and they got rescued okay. so all these girls who were like kidnapped in like grade eight are now in their early 30s and then they are like let out and then one of them kimmy schmidt yep. like moves to new york to try to have like a real life and she's like quirky and out of place and whatever and like moves in with like a big gay black dude and like this sounds terrible sure does and i watched the trailer and i was like this is fucking eh. i was like i'm not even the trailer doesn't do it justice right but then i saw that it was like Created uh, by Tina Fey. Created and developed oh, by Tina Fey. Okay. And I was like, yeah. all right. Like, I was like, it was not necessarily like, this is going to be amazing automatically, but it was enough to make me like, I will give it you an episode. You have my curiosity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. So, yeah. So, I was like, I will watch it on the basis that developed by Tina Fey. And you watched the whole Fey. thing? And watched the whole thing, yeah. Ten episodes? Like, Ten or thirteen or okay. something. Yeah, very, very strong. I mean, well, Checking in on Scott. All right. Uh, Wikipedia states, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a U.S. sitcom created by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, starring Ellie Kemper that has streamed on Netflix since March 6th. Originally set for a 13-episode first season on NBC for spring 2015. hey The show was sold to Netflix and given a two-season order. So it was produced by NBC for NBC, and then they bailed on it before showing an episode. Okay. Wow. So that's like, I knew it. After got- making 13. I don't think they made. It was I ordered. They, they were, oh, it was ordered thirteen and then can. Like what? That, what I had heard is that it piloted for NBC and like that was it. Like I think they. Yeah, I mean, made. like really, what the hell has Tina Fey done for NBC? <laughs> it had their best comedy, like when they ran Thirty Rock, and then also was head writer on like their only good show, Saturday Night Live, and then was also like one of the stars of Saturday Night Live on Weekend Update. And besides all that, besides that shit, well, NB- for NBC, they don't want. Successful. Oh right, uh, right, 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 right. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Anyway, <laughs> fucking super, super funny. Has like way more, like way funnier than it even has like a right to be. Like, there's just like so much like very absurd comedy. Like Jane Krakowski's character 
is um, she played why did I forget her name from Thirty Rock? Oh, uh, super self-absorbed like, blonde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Jane, or but it's Jenna. Jenna, yeah, yeah actually, Jenna Maroney, whatever. It's like take that character and just like dial it up even further because it's like <laughs> that character now like successfully married a billionaire. Uh-huh. So it's like all of her delusions have like come true, and that's the character she's playing. So it's like if you thought that character was funny, which she is, it's like hilarious. Just like at one point, like she takes a bottle of water out of the fridge and just sort of like water, and like Kimmy's like, no, and she's like, oh, and then just like throws it in the garbage, like doesn't open it or anything. <laughs> just like it's the best, and she's just sort of like, how come the fridge isn't magically refilling itself with water anymore? That's because I'm, uh, one of the help does that. That's that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking super fantastic. The the big also like in terms of a uh, like groundbreaking i guess like social show they were like it is a show where nobody on the main cast is a white male like it's women and a black gay man are the like core cast like and the love interest ends up there are like obviously white males in there in around the show but it's like nobody in the core cast is a is a white male does tina fey play in it or she just write for it she's in the last couple of episodes she kind of has like a, a hilarious cameo role yeah. other than Krakowski who's recognizable from John Hamm plays the charismatic cult leader but that's again more in the last few episodes okay so John Hamm is around there pretty sweet yeah how does uh, he play how does he do comedic hilarious like, yeah. it's fucking top notch he was funny on 30 Rock so. he, yeah, he, was, exactly. he was also super fucking funny on um, the Saturday Night Lives that they got yeah, him to yeah, do yeah. he was like A plus so. yeah exactly he's yeah. fucking hilarious he plays like the like a like Halek that charismatic cult leader but just like a dumb very like dumb cult leader who like just has charisma and he's like let me i just happen to bring my guitar let me sing a song about the one and true lord and savior our lord jesus christ was a one-eyed one-horn flying purple <laughs> people leader and everyone's just like yeah just like clapping along <laughs> and you're just like there's there's like a Carol lot of Kane is the landlady mm-hmm Carol Kane. Yes, Carol Kane is Who's the that? landlady. She's the uh, she played the Penguin's mother in Gotham and most recently, yeah. and the Andy Kaufman's wife in Taxi. And yeah, that's and um, that was like her big break. Scrooge. She plays the ghost of Christmas Present. The high pitched, you know, there like the high pitched voice where she's like, "You are coming in." I can't even do it. Nope. Like she does like a high pitched. Th- these are some pretty spread out things. Scrooge from the nineties and eighties. 80s. I think she took like 20 years off to become a mom or something. Okay. Like she did. Uh, she's kind of having like a, a renaissance in her like later uh, huh. later career. You recognize her if you saw her. And, okay. For sure. There's like a bunch. Like there's a lot of like cameos and stuff that like show up. Uh, what's his name? Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll plays one of the. Oh uh, yeah, I know that girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick Kroll plays like a. a For the listener, guru. Scott just showed me a picture. I have those handy on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull up my Carol Kane gallery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That wasn't on the internet. That was just he had like a saved for them, I guess. And it was like it's my lock it, screen. It was it was it was labeled like Scott Private Time. <laughs> Ooh, Carol Kane. This is what I'm into. Gigabytes. Gigabytes of it. He has supercuts of taxi with everything else cut out. Just her. Just Carol Kane. Did you did you see the supercut of Jonathan Taze just being a big body mouth? So they do the 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 hockey twenty four seven thing going into the Winter Classic where they mm-hmm. follow the two teams around, and Jonathan Taze has a terrible potty mouth. And then I was like, "Where's Jonathan Taze from?" I was like, "Winnipeg, Manitoba." I was like, "Jock from Winnipeg, Manitoba." Absolutely, this guy has a terrible potty mouth, mm-hmm. and just it's so funny. There's like a 
three-minute supercut. I'm like, fuck, fucking morons. You fuck, this is fucking horseshit. You fucking idiots. Like, fucking get up. All right, fucking boys, let's fucking get out there and fucking give her. Let's go. Fuck. Like, to the guys. Like, the airplanes go over I the love, top. I love that Keith went potty mouth three times yeah, and then unleashing <laughs> this tirade. I don't feel comfortable saying he likes to swear a lot. There's fa- got a potty mouth. Potty mouth. So anyway, the best is when it's like when the when the jets fly over the top and there's like the fireworks as yeah. happens at the Winter Classic. It's like they're them all standing around and he's like, "Fucking show, boys! Welcome to the fucking NHL." <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, "There's no reason for that." Sounds like an episode of Trailer Park Boys. Pretty much, yeah. like it's like he's literally like a hilarious caricature of a hockey player. <laughs> like when he's like getting the bench, he's like, "Fucking refs got no fucking eyes, fuck!" and just like. <laughs> The, the goalie from Goon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. But in English, Winnipeg instead of French Canadian. No, no, it was totally. No, the goalie was French Canadian. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. It was the superstar was French Canadian. I know, the, I know there was Laflamme was French Canadian. I thought the goalie was too. No. Hmm. I got, I'm sure of this. I was I've watched Goon in a long time. Samperso. I, I watched a video of him swearing like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. It just happens. Welcome to my house. There's two rules. <laughs> don't touch my Percocets. Do Number two. Percocets? Do you have any Percocets? <laughs> uh, that movie's great. Do you, you watch it? I have not. You really, really, really should. I really should. Yeah. Just like, see if it's on Netflix. It's not. I don't think it's on Netflix, but it's so good. It's like like so much better than it kind of like than it looked and also like better than it got credit for. Like yeah. it's I don't think people realize like because the trailer was shitty. The trailer was shitty. The trailer, the trailer was, was like lowest possible comedy thing. It made it look like a dumb comedy. Yeah, mm. exactly. Choose number sixty nine because it's funny. It'll be hilarious. But the, but see is like that the, number the, taken? But that's that was in the trailer. The like the part that like wasn't in the trailer is like the tag up. Is that number taken? <laughs> Just like completely legit. Yeah. Fucking yeah. If, if you know a little bit about hockey and a little bit about hockey in Canada, right? Yeah, uh, well, I would just hockey. If you're like, if you know a lot about like, I feel like it played, I don't know the, the Welcome to Quebec thing. Is yeah, the Welcome like, to Quebec thing is there, that. but I feel that like I feel that that movie played well to Boston, and yeah. I feel that there's plenty of New York hockey fans that got that film. But it's like there's just it's such a such a niche sport. <laughs> like it's stu- as stupid as it is, as, as two guys who never played amateur hockey, it's still came pr- across pretty clearly yeah yeah to us yeah exactly okay. you know it's not like we have any real like Ooh. hockey experience or anything like we never really played it or but we do live in montreal yeah. that's happening we're in the playoffs mathematically as of two days ago so or five days ago by podcast time mm-hmm. we can now lose every one of our games and still be in the playoffs <laughs> no team may catch us and that's how montreal has been doing lately <laughs> No, we won the game that got us into the playoffs, and then we lost the next one against Tampa Bay, who we can't beat, who hopefully another team beats in the playoffs before we have to play them. <laughs> we talked about this last episode yeah. also. Yeah. Fucking Montreal just cannot beat Tampa Bay, and it's the fucking worst. So like, that's five now? Yeah, they won. They season went, sweep. They went season sweep. The last time we beat them were when we beat them four times in a row to eliminate from them in the playoffs, playoffs last year. year. Which really seemed to fire them up in ways that, <laughs> ways see the, that we cannot deal with. Did you see the, the You stat? know what? Fine. Let them win in the season. If we beat them four games in the playoffs, I'm okay with that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If we meet them again in the playoffs, that was like that would kind of be the best. It's like, yeah. ah, fuck, we're playing Tampa Bay. And we're like, one, two, three, four. 
And we're just sort of like, whatever, man. We just don't like playing. We want. We're playing possum. That would really set all up season multiple long. years of excellent rivalry, like bad blood between <laughs> Tampa Bay. Hammer them again in the yeah. playoffs. An entire season of playing possum. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, did you see that if you remove the two, the three teams that Montreal has had, the only three teams that Montreal has a losing record against, which is Tampa Bay, which makes sense, Ottawa, which makes less sense. And inexplicably, Buffalo, which, is, <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever. You know what? That kind of makes sense to me, and I'll tell you why. We don't want Connor McDavid in our division. <laughs> just give him a couple extra points every now and then. Yeah, just, just throw, the, throw them is, into the. Can you imagine if you didn't throw them have, into Central? Right, right. Like, like just send them to freaking Edmonton, right? Because yeah. who cares if a number one draft pick goes to Edmonton? Do you really want to have to play it? Like, imagine if Sidney Crosby played for the Flames instead of the Penguins. Wouldn't that be freaking lovely? Yeah. It would be just, fucking great. It would be, like, largely, like, I'm, as a Blackhawks fan, excited that the Habs don't play the Blackhawks very often. Because, I, I would be torn. And, B, I feel like the Blackhawks would beat the Habs on the regular. <laughs> You'd be right, like, oh, like fuck, Kane and Taves. And I, think, I think the rest of the Eastern Conference needs to get on this now. Just exactly. start giving Buffalo those points. Anyway, no but if you matter how hard the if Sabres you track. remove the, their records against those three teams, and you only pair there's 16 teams in the Eastern 12. Conference, so you remove those three teams against the other 12 teams, the Habs are something like 14, two and two. Like they've only had two regulation <laughs> losses against the Eastern Conference. So it's like going into the playoffs, we're looking pretty strong because Buffalo's definitely not in the playoffs. <laughs> Ottawa might not be in the playoffs. They're in like a fight with Boston. Only Tampa Bay as an Eastern Conference team. Apparently has Montreal's oh, number. I watched a, a video of Connor McDavid. He's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. And the TSN did a whole thing. They're just like Bobby He's better Orr, than Crosby at that level. Bobby Orr, Guy Lafleur, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby. And seven years between them all. Connor McDavid. It's been seven years. It's been seven years since Sid Crosby was, and they're just like. It's, he's he's that. He's yeah. not a number one draft pick. He is the next one. He's yeah. the next face of it. And I'm like, that's kind of a bold thing to say. And then they showed this montage of him playing. And I was like, huh. It's, <laughs> it's monstrous. It's that ridiculous. Is, that, is, that is not. Wow, I see why Buffalo traded away both their goaltenders. Did you see the uh, the picture? There was like a picture on front page of our hockey today. Which they were like, there's some weird stuff going down at the bottom of the, uh, at the, bottom of the standings. And it's <laughs> a guy in a Buffalo jersey with... Uh, a Coyotes logo taped over his Buffalo jersey and a guy in a, <laughs> a Coyotes jersey with a Buffalo logo taped over it. People are like, like someone was like, uh, I'm only a casual hockey fan. Like, what's going on here? And they were like, well, they both want to lose and they're playing each other tonight. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> both teams <laughs> want the other team to win so that they can get McDavid. Uh, when, when the Coyotes won in Buffalo in overtime... The Buffalo fans went ecstatic crazy. Yeah. And, and the Sabres had to get interviewed about that afterwards. They yeah. were just like, what the fuck? I can't life imagine, sucks. Imagine how depressing that is when you're like... The, 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 I read this whole thing. Um, it's kind of shitty for the sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shitty for the sport. It's shitty for the people who are left in Buffalo <laughs> as players. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you know what? Fine. I know the organization wants us to finish last but i'm still trying to win my games score some points because right. i rear based on my personal performance well it's like how much how much weight do you have if you finish last like there's a 20 percent yeah. you have a 20 percent chance of getting the first overall pick no we must get higher than that. 20 percent you're still waiting it is more 20 percent 
twenty percent because the rest is all split up in the next, the next eighteen five. teams. No, only the only the bottom Ooh. five. It's twenty percent. It's I need awful. To look this up. It's more than that. It's it's, close. it's if you finish last, you have a twenty percent chance of getting the first overall pick and a guaranteed second overall pick. You can't get pers- pushed down more than one. You can get pushed down four. Nope. I think we need to look this up. Not right now. This is going to be something that like requires like reading. We'll put, it, we'll put it in the text. <laughs> well, reading. This requires reading text. Okay, so we have ten minutes left, uh-huh. and I'd be remiss if I did not let John talk about Bloodborne because I feel that's what he's been doing for like the past week. Pretty much. How's Bloodborne, John? It's wonderful. <laughs> so, um, if, if anyone's not in the know, Bloodborne is the the true sequel to Dark Souls. It right? is. It is. So the director from Dark Souls did not work on Dark Souls 2 and everybody was like oh my god what's he doing and it was like the B team at that studio went and put together Dark Souls 2 and I had a lot of complaints about Dark Souls 2 which in in the long run I think they stand like Dark Souls 1 is a much better mm-hmm. like stronger all around game and um, so like the big question is did uh, Bloodborne follow up on Dark Souls and like absolutely it fucking did mm-hmm. it's like a tighter game even I think than Dark Souls 1 though it'll take a couple months to like see if it holds together have still have you beaten it yet? Uh, I have not. I got to the last boss today okay. and started a new character before beating him because I feel like I fucked up some stuff earlier on. There's like it's just like why don't you just like beat him and then like keep going to the playthrough and just so so here's what the game is. It's okay. like a like a third person sort of adventure. Run around, swing a sword. Run around, swing a sword. Um, they they change the setting from being like knights in shining armor and whatever to being like in Victorian times. So it's like in a think like. Victorian London. Right. So full of like clock towers and, and like guys in top hats and mm-hmm. big Jack the Ripper, Dracula. Jack the Ripper, Dracula, think like that kind of setting. They um they, they made like a concerted effort to have less sitting behind a big stupid shield. Okay. So the like the director was like, I want everything to be like fast, m- like aggressive, always moving forward, always attacking. So rather than having shields in the game, you have a gun generally in your offhand and you like so you can kind of maybe like knock back fast guys, like to be like more like mobile defensive. Yeah, like your gun doesn't do that much damage, but what it does do is like sets up counterattacks. Mm-hmm. So if you interrupt somebody's swing at Devil you may cry. with your gun, then you can go in with your like melee weapon and and cut them up. Like Devil May Cry. Sure, sure. I don't know if the Devil May Cry is, but it's yeah, like, yeah, I played. But like, yeah, your guns are do nothing other than like set up other attacks, set up stuff for your sword. Yeah, so there's that. There's um, they definitely captured the like fast paced action that they really wanted to mm-hmm. go for. The, the game is like Do one... Do still like run around enemies and hit them in the butts? Because that was kind of my big downside of Dark there's, Souls. There's a lot less of that. So in the, in the past, like a, an attack from behind would automatically give you like a critical... Like, yeah. a, like a backstab kind of dealio. Yeah. Now you have to do like a charge-up attack from somebody's back, and most of the bosses and most of the enemies are never going to stand still long enough to set that up. So it's only like if you sneak up on a guy, you can get a backstab, but that's basically the only time. Okay. Uh, especially the bosses. Especially the bosses. You're never going to have the time to. Because that was like, when I played Dark Souls, I think I got to like, maybe I did like two or three bosses. Uh-huh. And the fact that like running around and hitting them in the butts was like a pretty good idea no matter what. And I've yep. seen you fight other bosses... And you were often running around trying to hit them in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of like, I was like, well, I respect this game for like a bunch of things on on paper. It's focus on butt penetration. <laughs> exactly. <isn't> it? <laughs> it's focus on butt hitting. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There's still a little bit of that, especially these big gol- co- colossal pigs yeah. that for some reason, they're like every time you run into them, there's a way to find your way behind them. And they, they have <laughs> like actual little anuses there that, that are like, really, in a way, only the Japanese would actually put that into their game. But 
Yes, you stab the ever living shit out of those pigs in their butts. Okay. So, but what's the what's the like the, the story? Like, I mean, I guess like you pretty much all the way played through. Is it tied in at all to Dark Souls, or is it just like a thematic tie-in? I, it's um like all of the mechanics are carried over from Dark Souls, or virtually all the mechanics. So okay. it's definitely like like a like a thematic carry down, but none of the plot line ties in from one to the other. It was other. like Bioshock to Bioshock Infinite until the last ten minutes. You, without those last ten minutes, unless like like I didn't finish it, so there might be something at the end that ties it all together. And also, there's like I'm, there's like a load of secret shit that I didn't do, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's more information than what I have. But so far, there's nothing tying the two. So were you together. Were, you, were you playing through it aggressively? Um, no. Okay, no, so I, you were kind of like taking. I just wanted to know what 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 your time to last boss was. If no. you were running to the last boss, or if you were just like. Uh, I, it took me probably fifty hours, which was like a little bit less than. Dark Souls 1 did. Mm-hmm. But, like, that said, I, like, consider myself kind of an expert at these games. Like, I played the ever-living shit out of Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. And so, like, when you know kind of how these things play out, you can go through a little bit quicker. Yeah. But, um, and also, like, to, again, like, I didn't find everything. I know there's a shitload of stuff that I missed. And so there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, wandering around exploring, trying to sort out secrets and shit that I didn't, I didn't find yet. But, like, the shield. You just... <laughs> It's in the second room. If you just there, turn left, there there might have been like, and, and I actually I actually summoned some guys to help me out on one of the bosses, and one of the guys had a big metal shield. So presumably that is a thing that you can get. But hmm. like, I don't know. I think he's a big sissy for running around with a shield. I take my shotgun and fucking <laughs> shoot the shit out of everything. Your Rudy Tootie point. Yeah. Um, what else to say about this? It's still like. They try try to pitch it to someone who hasn't played Dark Souls, like Scott. Okay. If so, it's not working, do you blow in the cartridge? No. Okay. So this is this is a game that... Remember, Scott, hit butts. What, what, what this game is legendary for, and the whole series, is just being, like, extremely difficult, full of secrets, totally rewarding if you take the time with it to, like, get better. And, um, and punishing if you don't. Punishing if you don't, Like, when you yeah. die, enemies just get harder. Like, it's not like you have to play. You play the same level, just with harder enemies. And also, all of the XPs that you accrued go to where you died. And in this game, it actually gets even worse, because sometimes, like, if you die in an area, the monster will pick up your XPs, so you have to actually kill the thing that killed you to get your XPs <laughs> back. Which is kind of the worst. There are some, there are some cases where... Because if you, like, walk down the wrong alley, and you end up, like, out of level, and you're like, oh, shit. Yep. And, uh, I'll come back for you in 10 to 12 hours. <laughs> no, nah, it's never quite that bad. Actually, uh, something that is a bit of a complaint about this game is that it's a little more linear than Dark Souls was. Okay. Like, unless I missed all kinds of secret passages, which is totally possible, like, it's mostly, like, one track through the whole game. Okay. Um, which is a little disappointing, because I really enjoyed that, especially about Dark Souls 2, where there's, like, you get a thing, it unlocks a door, and then you realize, okay, there's four different roads to go, and you can pick any of them and just head down them and, mm-hmm. and go as far as you can until you can't figure out what to do and then go back and try the other ones. But um, on, on the other hand, this one is just, like, much better looking and, and is, like, you're running around this crazy Victorian city and the moon keeps changing colors. Like, at one point you get this huge blood red moon and another time, like, the sky gets full of this eerie purple light and all these gigantic spiders are crawling around on top of the city and it's, like, just fucking gorgeous. So spooky and fucking so much fun. What do I say? The only thing I can, in my experience, seems to line up with it a little bit is Fable. Third-person sword-swinging... Yeah. Mostly open Jade world. If, well, if you... Yeah. No, Jade it's not Empire at all like that. Or, or think, Fable. In, the mechanics-wise. In, in a weird way, consider, like, Mario, 
right? Where there's like a level that is full of monsters. If you die, you go back to the beginning and they all come back and you have to like get through the level, right? And then like in Mario World 8, you have to do incredibly complicated jumps. You have to have memorized basically where every one of the fucking Goombas is going to be, where every one of the like the, the bullet bills is going to come at you so you know how to do it. And then if you're really fucking pro, you can hop on all the bullet bills and skip past all kinds of areas. So imagine get, that. Get to the star road. Combined with like the item collection and powering up in a sense of like like a Legend of Zelda kind of like you get new items that unlock other areas and you go back to other areas and there's secret roads that like connect one bit back into the other maybe a little bit more like Metroid and and also there's some traditional RPG stuff too like and you, traditional RPG stuff like XP's stats. stats leveling up your character in a particular way having like okay you can like level up the dexterity so that's more of a Jin Empire thing yeah yeah you level up the dexterity to get like little zippy weapons oh in this case in this game which is really fucking cool all of the weapons have two forms so like I ran around the game with like a like a cane that I could like you press one button and you you change it into a whip that that is like wide area and hits a ton of guys or you have like an axe that can be like a really short range kind of like um what do you call them the, the weapons that uh klingons have batless yeah it kind of looks like that and then you can like very quickly like you flip the blade and it's like that blade at the end of a long thing so every weapon has two different forms so you can very quickly switch back and forth between different weapon styles and when you get into pvp it's like you have to play against what the other guy is wielding. So it'll either be like the short-range battle where he's coming in at you all super quick, and then you use your gun to try and do counterattacks on him, or he switches out to the ranged attack, and then you have to change up. It's it's so fucking fast. Best best PvP out of anything. You know, we talk about a lot of geeky stuff, but yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like the instant response for the Klingon weapon name from Keith and I... Uh-huh. Batleth, you're talking about Batleth. <laughs> like, I, feel, I, have, I don't think I, I would have not e- thought about in, like, <laughs> 15 years. I don't think I would have expected that from us. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know what we do is get I mean, aside this... from Keith's Star Trek jewelry watch... Yeah, uh, that my mother gave me. <laughs> that Keith's mother gave him. <laughs> my uh, fancy Star Trek watch. I don't know. I don't think... I, wouldn't really I don't think, think we really, like, come off. I think that if you've listened to all 80-some-odd episodes not a whole lot of Star Trek. There's not a lot of Star Trek dropping... Like we're not really Trekkies. Okay, but we're also geeks. Yeah, so that stuff is in there. To know it. Anyway, okay. So think like Super Mario Brothers one difficulty combined with like the exploring and world whatever of of Metroid, and and now and like, then RPG elements. So like how when you talk about fast, yeah, how fast? Like if you compare it to God of War, like is it God faster? Of War fast? Faster? No, 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 it's faster. And the um like think like Do like swarms Street like, Fighters. Fast in terms of the PvP is like fa- yeah, 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 like yeah. Street Fighter level quickness in an open world, um, and then in a sense like a little bit tighter than Street Fighter, which is amazing to say it because it's like there's only a limited number of weapons and a limited number of gear and a limited number of spells that you kind of like you build up like a weapon set and you have to figure out what the guy is using against you and then counteract what the guy is using against you. Why is that a guy, John? It could be a girl. That's true. That's right. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> none of, none of that sounds appealing to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I mean, the, a little bit of RPG aspect. I'm like, oh, that, that's... A, I like really. stats. I like leveling up. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Mar- side-scrolling? No, not really liking it. It's Metroid not side-scrolling. Side no, no, but like no. Nintendo hard side-scrolling. Jumping. Yeah. Right. Jumping and platforming. platforming? No, no platforming whatsoever. Okay. Or at the tiniest pattern tiniest memorization. Pattern memorization is a skill to be good at video games. It's not something I'm good at. No. Well, there's no pattern. Then you like punch out. Punch out's just patterns. Yeah, I did like punch out. Did you guys out, see the really... video of the guy doing it blindfolded? No. 
Yes. He beats the entirety of Punch-Out fucking blindfolded. That's how much it's patterned. Yeah. You can just know, I, I, and I totally buy that. It's like there's like perfect timing. Mike Tyson, yeah. blindfolded. What the ever-living fuck. Cause there, and there's, there's... I don't know if there's anything that's random, but I know there's audio cues for most of it. Like, yeah. and like, and like yeah, whatever. He, he says there's like, the, uh, Mike Tyson has a, like two or three different patterns, and he has no choice but to guess at what it's going to be when he goes in blindfolded. So he's like, okay, I consider having won this run by getting up to Mike Tyson, and then he just fucking one-shots him. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Because it's just like, you're either, he knows the, I guess, it happens when he knows the three yeah. patterns, and yeah. it's just like, I just pick one, and I do it, and that's it. There's a Mike Tyson biopic being made by Jamie Foxx. Huh. And weird. Mike Tyson showed a video on YouTube that he put together of high-quality film footage of every single one of his wins by knockout, yeah. asking his followers on YouTube to choose the 10 best ones Wow. to send over to Jamie Foxx to put into the movie. That's fucking awesome. That is an hour of extremely entertaining YouTube video. <laughs> Mike Tyson knockouts are fucking terrifying. That but, man but you'll see is... some of his like in a in a ring with like a hundred people watching the match, like the first wow. like five matches. Yeah. And the other thing that's terrifying is like Mike Tyson coming to the ring right now, live in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. He is eighteen and zero with seventeen knockouts. And like when you watch them all one in another, they start with the dates. His first like eighteen nineteen matches were within. Two years, like he was boxing every Holy month, shit. every month and a half. Yeah, because he didn't get hurt. Because he yeah. didn't get hurt. Because <laughs> he didn't get can hurt. You, like, can you imagine that first guy? He's gonna fight against Mike Tyson, zero zero and zero. Golden, Golden Gloves winner is an amateur. Patan, yeah. like, well, it's like they, they they made a big thing about. Uh, oh man, if, go watch that video. Just find Mike Tyson's feed on on YouTube and watch that video. It is awesome and terrifying. If you're talking about a guy being at the top of a professional sport. Right there, Mike. Right. Mike Tyson. And on that note, it's been over an hour. <laughs> Guys. Guys, this was the nine to five entertainment system. If you're still listening, Sorry. remember to vote for us on Best Montreal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for comics, we're gonna do this at the top of the show also. Yeah, we should try. But should for try comics and that. website and podcast, I lost the pen. God damn it! Get a barking. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.